0: Little did you know you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know with Shelby Eastwood. Happy Monday, everyone. How was your guys' week? It's also Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) I actually hated Valentine's Day always. It's like you always feel so anxious about having to bring in like Valentine's cards to school and like what if you gave your crush like the awkward one that like you secretly wanted to tell them that you liked them but then like you didn't know if it was too much or not, so you gave them, you really gave them like the friendship Valentine's Day card and like, you know what I mean? And you had to like, the people you didn't like, you had to give them a Valentine's Day card anyway, but like you didn't really want to and it was just always awkward and then if you didn't get a valentine's like yeah and i remember in high school you paid like a dollar i don't know if you guys had this one but when i was in high school you had to pay like a dollar and then um you put in like it's almost like a match like a match sheet and you put in like your interest and then it matches with like the other person's um people who had like the same matches as you you were on the sheet and you could see like who was your number one and like number two and like who else had like like to One Tree Hill is like their favorite TV show and stuff like that so like that used to be a high school thing and that was so awkward because you like secretly wanted your crush too to be on there on the same sheet because like it would give you a reason to talk to them and yeah but I never had a boyfriend in high school or in elementary school so I don't know how people do that now but like I hated 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 Valentine's Day and as I grew up into an adult like I think I only had I remember one time I was that I was dumped. Well, I was dumped on Valentine's Day. We remember that story. <laughs> Awkward. Um, <laughs> I was dumped on Valentine's Day in 2015. So, yeah, another another reason why I hate Valentine's Day. And the year before that, no, two years prior to that, so it would have been 2013 um, or 2014. I can't remember. But there was one year where literally I spent all of Valentine's Day at my ex's house because we were broken up, but like trying, I guess, and. I sat in his basement watching One Tree Hill like a loser and he was upstairs playing video games. So uh, that was the same guy who broke up with me on Valentine's Day like a year or a year and a half later. So Valentine's Day is not my favorite. Let's just put it that way. Um, This year, who knows? Last year of Valentine's Day. Oh, last year of Valentine's Day sucked too. I had um, emergency surgery seven days before Valentine's Day. So last year's Valentine's Day sucked as well. So my Valentine's Day track record is not very good at all um yeah (laughs) here's hoping today's valentine's day is better though and i hope your valentine's day is better too but i'm super excited about today's guests um i am going to she's already in the waiting room so i'm just gonna literally have her come on so we'll take a break and i'll see you guys in a bit Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm doing great. And you? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, We were just talking off the air. You're in Maryland? Yes. Yes. In Maryland. Very rainy. (laughs) (laughs) Rainy. I have like literally four feet. of. uh, The snow is gone. Finally. So you don't have to bring it here. (laughs) I was going to say, I have like four feet of snow. You can have some if you want. (laughs) No, no, no. That's okay. we had enough. (laughs) Um, Are you originally from Maryland? Yes. Yes, I am. Very yeah very cool. Very cool. Um, I don't think I've ever been. I don't even know. I don't really know where Maryland or Virginia is, for that matter. But that's near fine. the ocean. Yeah, near on the, the ocean, on the so like, yeah on uh, the beach on the east yeah, coast Atlanta, or the west coast. Uh, east coast,
1: like near Atlantic Ocean, is that?
0: Atlantic, so that's east. Yeah, yeah. yeah. East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I let me tell you, I failed on the maps.
1: <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> I, they could not do nothing better but put GPS on my phone, and I'm still looking. I'm like, don't just don't give me the lines. I just just talk
0: and tell me. Right, <laughs> right. I was talking about how like I live like five minutes from my school now, and somebody was asking me the other day, um, "Where's your school?" I'm like, I don't know, and they're like, "Well, how do you get there?" I'm like, I don't know. The GPS tells me how to get there. <laughs> Right? that was the best thing they could have did for me too. Right? Oh my gosh. Um, well, first I just want to say thank you for being here with me today. Um, do you want to just kind blessing. of tell me who I you do. are? Tell me about you. <laughs> tell me your your story and tell me everything. Who is Kim? Okay.
1: Okay. Well, it's an honor. It's a blessing to be on with you to talk about. Um, so pretty much, um, I did a memoir and um, my story kind of started with I uh, wanted um. To inspire people to know from my beginning of being um, really adopted in kinship, but given away from both parents and mm-hmm. never reunited with them. Oh. So it was a tough it was a tough call from um, living with them up until five, and then from five to going on six, I stayed with my um, adopted parents, which, um, I stayed with them throughout my whole life until I got grown, but they were just strangers to me. (laughs) And so it was one of those abandonment issues and rejection issues that I had to deal with. Of was I, what was wrong with me? Why I was separated from my sister? Why, you know, my sister was, and she was two years older than me. And then they had other kids after, you know, I was, you know, separated. And even though they, my, Um, biological mother and father separated and got divorced afterwards down the road, it was still always, you know, a disconnection Mm -hmm. that I never got a, um, got any answers, complete answers of why. So I had to deal with a lot, you know, doing that, um, during that time. Like I said, I didn't know my, um, the people that I was dropped off to that was like the first, you know, that I can remember ever staying overnight and it oh, was wow. traumatizing. Yeah. It was just like you were just like like,
0: like, like, like you weren't even put like at, in like foster care, like you were just dropped off. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well,
1: well, that but that was my, it was kinship. Finally, we, we found the name of it later on oh. that it was kinship because it was my paternal aunt. It was my dad's oh, older okay. sister, but still they were strangers.
0: Yeah, I know. Sure.
1: Because I never, you know, I never, you know, even though they they accepted me they wanted me it was just still something that i didn't want i wasn't talked about it yeah. <laughs> so therefore i felt like my voice didn't even matter so i And had to like live with that.
0: and like you were like 5 so like you're old enough to to remember it's not like you were like a ba- newborn baby like you remember that
1: Right i remember my you know, my biological parents, yeah. and at the time, my two-year-older sister, it was just us. And even though li- living with them wasn't peachy cream, it was somewhere that I knew that that's where I was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> that no, was where sure. I was supposed to be. That was home.
0: So did your, did your sister go with you, or? No, no. Oh, they wow. kept her,
1: yeah. Wow. My, well, she stayed with my mother. Wow. She stayed with my biological mother.
0: So did you ever find out, like, why? Nope. Yep. Never.
1: My biological, my biological mother is still living. My biological father, he passed away about 11 years ago and he did, um, you know, we had a a one-on-one talk, so he did apologize and, you know, um, we got closer, you know, about two or three years before he passed away. Yeah. And, um, but I never got any answers from my biological
0: mother. Wow. Do you talk to your sister at all?
1: yes yes we're really my adopt my um older sister we're real real close it you know it's just one of those things that happened that both of us had to accept and she accepted in a different way that it was beyond her control too yeah because had she had she had a say or um you know control of course I wouldn't have been gone yeah so, so it was like decisions that sometimes parents make you know um you know Uh, delays or you know um affects the other people you know
0: that hurts that hurts my heart so much for you
1: (laughs) somewhat so I always say you know even though you all as an adult made this decision you all put a uh uh, you all robbed that's what the word I used I said you all robbed us yeah from I a really tight brother and sister, I mean, a a sibling, sister, um, older sister's relationship. And my life, you know, kind of, you know, because where I was adopted from, I was their only child. But had had they, had I had a sibling, I really believe I would have had her to be able to talk to about things that I started going through when I was 11, 12, 13. And I I used that word. I said, you guys, you know, you all robbed that from Mm -hmm. us. Uh, that is no here no there we had to learn to accept it me and my sister and move on so we we still have a relationship but do you get what i'm saying for our relationship sure. is 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 a different relationship oh, yeah. because we was raised together
0: for sure yeah. that's yeah. Right. wow i i don't even know what to say <laughs> for that like <laughs> i'm for, like i'm sorry first of all that you had to go through that as, as a small girl and stuff um i'm Curious as to how you kind of overcame all of, like, that traumatic experience and, like, childhood abandonment because... Those that's something that I can I struggle with sometimes too. Not nearly now that I think about it. Like my issues with abandonment are nowhere near like what you could have gone through when you were a kid. So like how like how did you kind of overcome that? Because that's something I still struggle with. So how did you? Yeah, it's
1: still a believe you me, but I you know when when, when you're talking, you say I still try to struggle with it. Believe you me, it's a process, and you know I like you know to inspire and let listeners know it's not an overnight Mm (laughs) fix I still struggle with abandonment and rejection and I've dealt with relationships that I stayed in because I didn't want to feel that that abandoned I didn't want to feel alone I didn't want to feel like I'm not really made for you am I not really made for you no I can't be I can't be I gotta stay with you (laughs) (laughs) and and that was like the worst decision and things kept going spiral downhill in every way because no I'm not and that person's not, but like you said, when you have to, I, I had to learn to accept it and keep working this process of being healed and understanding the abandonment where it came from, the rejection where it came from, and try to continue to work on myself to move forward, to not let that be a delay or a hindrance in my life to receive everything that's meant for me, mm-hmm. which is a good um healthy, positive life.
0: And how did you, how yeah. did you, how, how have you like, what are the kind of like the steps or the things you've done to kind of help you with that?
1: Well, first I had to accept. That's what took me, you know, right in the, writing the memoir. Yeah. Because I was in kind of like a little denial or a little guilt or shame that, yeah, I knew this happened, but I wasn't really, it really didn't, really didn't, affect me Mm -hmm. as much once I wrote it down and expressed it and got it out publicly. Yeah. Yeah. It did happen. And as I was writing like each chapter, I was crying and I had my mental, I had a therapist on speed dial. I had like three or four sessions and I would break down crying and, and you know, she would tell me, you know, you're not crazy. you you feel, cause I, I would be working. That's it. Am I crazy for feeling this way? It's just like, no, you have a valid reason for feeling this way. So it was, you know, the first step that I had to take, and I encourage everyone to take mm-hmm. is first to accept. to, that was the first thing that I had to accept and recognize that things that happen, that, um, I made mistakes and decisions and delays in my life and, um, continued with the anxiety and depression and stuff is because i wouldn't i wasn't able to recognize or accept that these that that foundation was broken that this did happen and it hurt it was some things was beyond my control and um like you said it was um sad mm-hmm. and, you know um i i had to accept all of that and yeah. once i accepted all of that then i started to make a choice of how now do i want to live my life what's been working How now, you now, Kim, has a right to make a choice. Yeah. You're not that little Kimmy anymore where all choices was made for you (laughs) or taken from you. It's like you have
0: control, (laughs) like you have control now of how you... Exactly. You You can make
1: this choice of how you want your life to be, how you want to live your life to be. Wow. And how have you been living?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Do you feel that you can continue to live with anxiety um depression um um impulsiveness this um irrit- irritableness that um that I couldn't understand where this void coming from and it was because I never got the closure from my biological mother do you I still never got this- do you still
0: hold on to that because I know like especially like people can relate not maybe not in your exact scenario, but like people can relate. For example, in broken relationships where they don't get the clo- like that kind of closure. Like, how, how, how do you kind of work past not being able to get that closure?
1: It like it's a process. Yeah, and it's accepting, um, and letting go. Mm-hmm.
0: That it's I- hard.
1: It's very hard. It's it's very hard that I, look. I still live in the hometown where I didn't get the closure from the woman, oh. <laughs> and she doesn't even accept really all of my children. Like I had to, um and I'm the I'm the first set of of her of her grandchildren that had her her grandkids. So I was the very first one, but. But but what I can tell you is I did my part. Yeah. When my last child, which is my, my which is my baby, um, we still stay in the same hometown. When she turned three, I took her to see her for the first time and introduced her to her. Wow. Yeah. Because all of my kids know, I wanted all of my kids to know the truth, mm-hmm. you know, this is your grandma and whether she wants a relationship with you, whether she doesn't, whether she do, whether she, that's on her, yep. but I had to do my part. Yep. So I, I can tell you it is very hard, but once you get this choice of you being accountable for what you do, no matter what anybody else do and let it go, that is, that is the steps
0: a progress. You like. I'm towards that. The things you are saying hit me really hard because there's my family's a big hot mess as well, and there are things. <laughs> I <said hot> mess. <laughs> yes. Um, for like, there are things my mother has done that, as an adult now, I can recognize and realize that's not, and I like I don't like certain things that she's done. We can say it that way, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Because of that, like, I've learned what boundaries to put up and, like, what, like, um, she lives, like, 3,000 kilometers, I don't know what that is in miles. She lives far away, on the other side of the country, basically. And so, like, I can, I know what boundaries to put up and what have you, but, like, I still messaged her on, like, important days, texted her, whatever. Did I get a text back at Christmas? Nope. But I did my part. So, like, I, what you're saying, like, it, I it. It hits me really hard. Like, I can feel it, like the anxiety in my chest because you're saying the exact because same thing.
1: You cannot make anyone yep. do or behave yep. the way you want them to yep. or anyway. The only thing that you can control and we have control over is what we do.
0: 100%. And that took me a long time to realize.
1: <laughs> right. And that's what helped me. And, and, and it helps me continuing now because, um, as you talk about, it's different relationships. Like, I just got out of a real bad relationship last year, and I have to continue to remind myself, it's, Kim, think about and be accountable for what you did. Yeah. What you did. Forget, if you hear anything in the street opposite or anything that he says, you have to know and, 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 and let go. Be, be accountable for what you know you did what you have done
0: and there was a saying there was a saying i heard i read a book um i'm not sure if you've heard of her her name's Jana kramer she she was an actress um on a show called one tree hill on like the w network when i was younger and she sings country music too anyway she wrote this book with her now ex-husband they're divorced now but the there was something she said in her book and it was about like cleaning up your side of the street and you can only control like how, like how much of your side of the street that you clean up you can't control the other person's side of the street and that kind of goes right. exactly with what you're saying yes
1: it's exactly right and yeah. and and it's like you were saying it's hard but when you can get those fundamental components down yeah and um stop working the opposite, <laughs> like you were saying, like, you know, investing so much energy and trying to control what anybody else do or mm-hmm. anybody else say because of what you want. Like you were talking about your um your mom. And of course, I've I i can not count I can't count nothing that my bio- biological mom have given me. And she's still living I'm I'm talking about far as a birthday gift that I've given her. Yeah. Like I'm just saying. Now I have, I have stopped altogether because you can't force anyone to be in a relationship with you.
0: Exactly. Now had
1: she was, she was reciprocating anything, yep. I would. Yep. But in my in my situation, I had to stop for a better me.
0: Yeah, And that's, that's I I've done the same thing. So I've still tried to reach out to her and what she gets back, right. whatever. But I've done the same thing. So my sister, I have. I'm the oldest of seven, and uh-huh. my youngest sister, or my. Only we're all half siblings except for one. I have one full sister. So me and my one full sister were three years apart and she doesn't talk to any of us. I've reached out to her on her birthday. Nothing. I did it for years. And it was this past year where I didn't message her on her birthday. And I was like, if I'm not going to get a response, I'm not going to get anything in return. Like that's something that I can't keep putting my mental health through. I got to stop. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And I'm learning that even almost fifty, and I'm so glad that me and you are here because you know we have a big age group. Yeah. but it's not so much different. No. We're still learning this process, and I'm I'm at this age still learning this reciprocated mm-hmm. stuff, like you said for my mental health. Yep. Um. You know, for for a better me, for my well-being, and sometimes you just have to stop yep. everything and think about. How is this
0: reciprocating? Is this reciprocating? Because if it's not, is this worth it? You know? 100%. 100%. Um, Do you ever get, like, flashbacks randomly of, like, the trauma you faced? Do you get flashbacks, like, the hate you randomly throughout the day? Because that happens to me a lot. (laughs) Oh, hold on. Hold on. I can't hear you. Hold on. Like, this do you want to hold on do Do you want to do you want to restart what you said because my boyfriend started the car and you connected to the bluetooth i didn't hear you oh okay no problem (laughs) no i said um i do i i have
1: flashbacks but mostly because i'm such like an awesome mom and now i'm a grandmom and everything like that i i think about uh uh more of the um mentality that i was in um because in in my book like my memoir some of my story i was I had two young children before I even turned 20 years old. Oh, wow. My first child was at 15. And then I had another child two years right after that. So um, I I think about, you know, and uh, with them all growing, in, they're doing awesome. You know, they're just like the love, you know, I call them all my heartbeats and my grandkids and my heartstrings. But um, we talk almost every day, um, me and um, my girls, but um, I think about, how my mentality was at that time and at 20 you know and even at 15 like i i thank god when i start thinking about it um that i have now seen so much growth and that he allowed different people Mm -hmm. to come into my life to help my journey now that i'm looking back and i did i had from different colors different races come throughout my journey helping me and i start thinking about their their, their words of wisdom. Um, I had a godmom who could come in my life when I was in, tw- in my 20s. And I remember going to a conference one time and I was sitting by myself. Now, mind you, I got these little kids, I'm married. And she said, what do you like to do, honey? And I went back to the hotel room and I started crying like I'm bawling because I really could not tell her what I like to do because I invested so much of my time with my children, mm-hmm. you know. And then I remember for the first time, time—not it didn't come from my biological mom. It did not come from my adopted mom. But it came from another woman, an older woman that, that came into my life out of nowhere, invested her words of wisdom. And she said for the first time, she said, You are a beautiful, beautiful, smart woman. And I'm just like, Molly, because I'm like, I never heard that. So, you know, I start thinking, I start thinking when I do have flashbacks, I start thinking and I ask God to continue to let me to remember the positive out of those things and out of those outcomes of those, um, you know, traumatic experiences that I, I hold dear to me that you know some people some listeners will understand being a teenage mother and having kids and you know coming from a type of foundation that i came from and how hard it is you know yeah um but that's what i do think about
0: everything (laughs) you're saying like i'm just like i just want to give you a big hug but you're too far away
1: (laughs) (laughs) i feel it i feel it
0: (laughs) can you tell me um I want to talk a little bit more about your memoir here. Like what was the, what was the process like?
1: Well, it was, it was not easy. Yeah. Like I said, um, I have always wanted to, well, throughout my life, it just seemed like from working in the public sector from before I even got my degree, I was working at, um, um, uh, uh at risk, local, um, home, um, facility um in my hometown and i love that and periodically i would say to them you know i would share a little bit of my story even in the ministry like when it was appropriate like what you really want to do is you don't want to quit school you want to continue to get school because you're going to find yourself you're going to need that and you're going to have to go back and finish so you know i would I, i would always share bits and pieces of my story so after a while, it just started yearning to me, yearning to me, and throughout my life, people would say that knew a little bit about my story. It's like your 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 journey is a book, a, pretty much a movie. You really need to you really need to tell, share your whole story. So when COVID hit, I said, you know what? It just was this yearning that was saying it's now or never. Uh-huh. And I started putting it on paper and I was like, you know what? This time I'm gonna be obedient. I don't care what happens. I'm going to get this out. If I'd have heard it's now or never, I okay. <laughs> this is it. So I started I started writing and writing. And like I said, um, every time when I started um, when I got the um, the name of the book and it was it was pretty much geared from my adopted dad used to call me Kenny. So I ended up, um, you know, getting that all in my mind. Yeah. And the epitome came from the essence. And I really heard this epitome word from a um, local artist. I mean, not a local artist, but one of the... Um, one of r and B artists that I, I like, and she said she said that word epitome, and I'm up here googling, and I'm like, oh my gosh, where, the, I love that what she just said. And when I seen uh, when I googled it, and it said epitome and what it meant, I said that is it. I said, how about if I link this together, and then that's how I got it, the epitome of Kimmy. But uh, the Kimmy came, like I said, from my um, my adopted dad. That's what he used to call me, and that and I felt that that was. Um, he he named me that, and that was one of the strengths that I I hold dear about our bond is that he 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 seen his, he 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 loved his Kimmy, so and um I had um like I said uh, because I had to go all the way back from the beginning and accept. The things that I went through in the beginning, and then throughout my life, the child molestation. Once I found found myself a little secure in my home, in my adopted home, of that first sexual experience, um, kind of confused me. I was like, okay, I need some help mentally to make sure that I'm not going crazy. So I had a, I, you know, I had found a therapist before I wrote my book, and I had her, you know, um, help guide me, you know, to vent as I was writing it once after i wrote it well in the process of writing it and when i wrote it when it got out in my hometown i didn't get um well i i got um i got a lot of support but then i did get some
0: pushback negative.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah because my my other siblings that was um, born after me and everything have a different relationship. And I had to respect that they have a different relationship than my um, adopted mom was. She didn't even make a chapter, but I had to talk about my beginning. Mm -hmm. She, she was part of my beginning. So I, it was one of one like, all I can explain to you is that it was one of the courageous moves that I could ever make and never regret it and not look back. And that's, how that book was formed. That's amazing. And I'm so glad I did it.
0: I am, yeah. I'm very proud of you for showing it. Did you, did you publish, like self-publish it or did you, a publisher yes, do it? Yes, I did. Oh, I yeah.
1: self-published and I had a, I had, which he's still working with me now, Um, the, my promoter that um helped, he designed the cover of the book nice. and um he helped me self-publish, but the cover, we were just like on the same page um from the very beginning mm-hmm. of editing it and everything because I said, I want, the memoir to be focused about me. Yeah. I just wanted to inspire a lot of people that then do something similar or even worse yeah. that can read my book and say, this is totally about her, uh-huh. you know? And so when we were discussing the, um, the book, the front, the cover, the design and everything, we were going back and forth and he was like, you know, we need to pay, you know, do something simple. And, you know, usually, you know, um, celebrities or famous people have their picture on the front, but we're not there yet. And I was like, okay, so what do we do? So we started putting our heads together, and I said, you know what? I got the perfect um, solution, I believe. And he said, what you think? And I said, let's put the very first picture, the only picture that I have of myself, because I don't have any infant pictures. I don't even have any pictures of me and my dad and my, uh, my sister together. Wow. So we ended up i ended up giving him the very first picture that i had of myself that went to my um, adopted parents
0: wow that's yeah, amazing so. that's amazing yeah. my dogs are my... <laughs> my dogs are barking i'm just hoping they're not going to bark i'll cut it out if they do <laughs> um okay question what would advice would you give other people who might have gone through either a similar traumatic experience, or maybe it was like um, a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship or a sexual assault. Like what kind of advice would you give to people who've also experienced trauma?
1: Well, I, I, like I said, I would try my best to give them. If I didn't live it, I wouldn't be able to tell you these words for sure. So I would, Start with the advice of accepting first
0: mm-hmm.
1: everything that you went through, um, letting it go. How the 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 most healthy and, and positive way that you can find out of letting find out of the techniques to use to let go. I um, invest in myself as one of my techniques. I I started learning that because I'm not an exercise person. You you got to beat me to exercise, <laughs> but I, I but I endure. I I, I enjoy nature walks. Mm-hmm. I enjoy eating at different restaurants. I enjoy driving. I enjoy um, seeing different places. So I I capitalize on that because this is what I enjoy. This is a part of me, and I and I'm and I'm understanding as I get older, things change. You know, but I'm embracing right now. now I have a six year old that's the that's the baby of the of the five. So I'm even adapting to that change, yeah, because even though I'm older and she's my last, I know that she's got skates for her birthday, new skates. So I'm like, I promised her, I said, man, I said, when we go to skate, skate land again, mommy's going to go out there with you. We're going to both go. We're <laughs> going to both, you know, because I'm looking at her. She's getting older. She's looking at me just watching her, and, you know, she's trying to help everybody else that's falling, and she can't really help us either. I said, you know what, this is a perfect bonding and a good idea for, you know, her to see, you know, I, I can adjust with the change too, so I'm going to go out there with her. So that's what I did, and that's what I would say you know, is another thing that I could give an advice is to let go and, and find those reinvesting yourself is one of those parts of letting it go. When yeah. you invest in yourself, cause you're so worth it. You can let go and embrace over the unfamiliar, um, embrace it over the unfamiliar, um, but newfound freedom. Once I um, said no and said, "This is what I choose not to be in my life: physical, verbal, or mental abuse." Mm-hmm. I started feeling the freedom, the freeness. Now, now, catch this: it was not; it was unfamiliar. It's an unfamiliar feeling of being in a relationship or or dealing with relationships that's not toxic.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're-, <laughs> you're always you because you're used to like the other. You're used to like the other shoe waiting to drop. Yes! Yes! Yeah
1: that advice and tell you please embrace that because it's so it's so worth it it doesn't feel it doesn't feel familiar it does feel strange but it's so worth it because that is what it's supposed to be like
0: yeah you know and i I like i like what you're mentioning about investing in yourself too because that's kind of how too we can help people uh develop a more positive mindset and more positive like mental health and help them with that as, that aspect as well like helping with anxiety i know for me like i like to write i like to ex- i like i do i like to go to the gym <laughs> uh, you like pl- the exercise? yeah <laughs> play volleyball and like stuff like that And but like you were mentioning like doing nature walks doing stuff with your girls like that's all things too that can help with your anxiety or your depression or whatever else is like triggered from those traumatic experiences which is awesome yes yes and and, and if like you
1: said if you don't if- take the time or feel like you're worth investing yourself. How are you gonna even start using those techniques? Exactly. How are you gonna start knowing? Exactly. But it you have to take the choice. You have to take that choice and time to do it. And this is, has been a very much season in my life starting from last year that I have been so um so overwhelmed with 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 excitement that I'm I'm being patient and I with myself. And I'm investing in myself.
0: That's hard to and do. It's, Being it's patient not, with yourself is hard.
1: Easy. Yes, it's not been easy, but it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. As I'm talking to you, it's so worth it. It's so
0: worth it. I love it. that, and I love it that you're that you're sharing it with with not only me but like everybody listening too. Um, I got two more questions to ask you before I let you go. I can. Um, so. We were mentioning off-air, like, I was, I'm a teacher, I teach, this year I'm teaching grade 7, so they're all (laughs) 12-year-olds, and you know how Bell Let's Talk Day, well, that's a Canadian thing, I guess, I don't know if it's big in the States, but that was the last week of January, there's, like, a day that, like, is really big mental health-wise in Canada, and so I was telling my students about it, and, like, they they were like, Madame, we don't really talk about mental health that much, I'm like, wait a second, where have you been, like, the last couple years? (laughs) So we had this whole big conversation about it. Like I was talking about stigma and like um, why we don't stigmatize. Um, I I gave him examples like panic attacks and like how somebody literally can be on the bathroom floor in a panic attack. Like that's happened to me last year. And like one of the kids laughed. I'm like, dude, don't laugh. Like this is a serious thing. He's like, but I can just picture it. I'm like, but it's not funny. Like it happens. (laughs) And so like just being able to – I'm like, guys, I can tell you right now, I got three mental health issues. And the other kid looks at me and he's like – I would never. I have never pictured that. I'm like, that's because I hide it well, guys. Like, but it's still important to talk about. So, like, how do you think we can continue to reduce that stigma behind these topics and like get kids and even adults even to keep talking about these things? Because I feel like a lot of the times we kind of hide behind it.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you're you're doing it. You're, and I'm so glad. Kudos to you <laughs> that you're you're implementing it in class and you're doing it for your as yourself. You know, personally, but you know, um, building that trust. And mm. I see that you're doing that with, you know, your kids and, you know, um, and your career move. And even in your family life is that, um, that honesty and being transparent. I, I, um, I believe once we, once we do it ourselves mm. and be transparent and lead by example, that that will help, you know, the stigma, yeah. Because just like you, Anel, I I have a fear of ba- balloons, right? And um, all my girls can tell you now the the baby girls on it, finally because I won't buy the um, latex. Mm-hmm. I will buy the helium. Yeah. Because the, the latex, I I remember being um at it traumatized when I was little at somewhere at a birthday party and they were popping in my face. And from then on, I'm just like, oh no! Like, <laughs> like I am not. So I let I am openly let them know about, mm-hmm. it, you know. And so everyone understands in my family when I go last if I see latex balloons, or I tell them when Maye's party do not bring any other balloons, but helium, <laughs> but, the, but the aluminum, the little the foil. Yeah, yeah, balloon. yeah. Yeah. So, um, so. I, I, I work on that myself because I'm like, if I expect yay or anyone to trust me, first, I have to lead by example. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I encourage and I say, you know, what we have to do as far as to kind of um, eliminate the stigma or break it down is um, be transparent ourselves and be open yeah. and say, you know, hey, so you, you see what disappoints me or my fears. What's, what's yours? I don't yeah. care how do you think it's so simple, or, or or not, not, um, not, not good enough to to be vocal about? It may be, yeah, and so that would be a start.
0: I like because that because
1: you never know. With them keeping it in, can, you know, maximize as they get down the road,
0: and it helps kind of just open that conversation too, and exactly. just get it started.
1: Right, right. You're absolutely right.
0: So, um, something that I've been doing with all my guests and this is, so my, my podcast is kind of like a platform because I'm in, also in the process of writing a book. I didn't get it done over COVID oh. like everybody else did, but, um, <laughs> I, at the end of every single chapter that I've been writing, I write a little paragraph in tune with what the chapter was about, but it's the advice I would have given to my younger self after I'd gone through the, like those experiences. Um, and telling myself, like, what I wish that somebody would have told me back then. So what I like to ask everybody, and I like to finish off episodes like this, um, if you could tell your 20-year-old self anything, give her any advice today based on everything you've been through. If you could go back and tell 20-year-old Kim anything, what would you tell her?
1: You have a voice, and you have a choice, and it's okay to take it.
0: I love that. That's so, it's so simple, but I just, I love it. I think that's, that's important because especially like when you're in those, everyone says like your teenage years are the hardest or whatever, but honestly, like I feel like your 20s, like that 19 to even now i'm only 27 but that that range there you're still kind of like finding yourself everybody's either grown up and is married or like they're right. still partying like they're in college so like it's it's hard to navigate that and i feel like sometimes too you forget that you do have a voice and you do have options and choices and that's that's really good advice and
1: that you
0: can make them <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yes, and that you can follow through with them yeah <laughs> yes, yes yes that's awesome so where can um my listeners find you where can we buy your book tell me everything
1: so it's on um, Amazon and it's on Goodreads. It's uh, the epitome of Kimmy, and um, it's uh, You can't miss it. This little brown little girl <laughs> oh there. I don't have the book near me, but um, uh, you can uh, have a website. It's www. with the E B E L L. dot com. Awesome. and um you'll see the book on there too and um my entire family Aww. and if you want to contact me um for um, um to speak anywhere we love to travel so awesome. I will travel. social media
0: social media or anything i'm sorry oh, so are you on social media or anything
1: i'm just on facebook okay. right now um yeah
0: you gotta jump it you gotta jump on that Definitely instagram know. train there my dear
1: Yes, I do. I do. He's working on it. I know. Well, I and I just put the um site on um, my website on my my personal Instagram.
0: Oh, I love but that. I don't
1: have one set up just for that. So yeah. We're well, once, have to you do, on have that. To, once you do, you'll
0: have to. Once you do, you have to let me know so that I can be one of your first followers. <laughs>
1: sure, I will. I will. Thank you. I will.
0: Thank you for taking time today to talk with me and share your story. I, like it hit me very hard. So <laughs> this was a very good little personal. Almost like oh. mini therapy session we had together. So I love it. So thank oh, you.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure and an honor. And I, I'm I'm so delighted that it did. Oh. And trust and believe me, you know, even when, you know, for yourself, when we are able to speak and we are able to connect, mm-hmm. that's why it takes, you know, a village, you know, it takes us as, you know, encouragers and listeners because this can't be done by yourself, you
0: know, we just have to make sure we have the right people in our, and we just, we, we, we just met, and we're talking, and we have, (laughs) like, we have similarities in our stories, which is crazy to think, so, um, but thank you, take good care of yourself and your kitties, and, uh, we'll keep in touch. Yes, thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. was literally (laughs) gut-wrenching like (laughs) my heart hurts for that story that's the kind of stories that you hear in like movies and tv shows and stuff like that and the fact that it actually it happened to her um i can't even imagine just like if you think about it like when somebody breaks up with you you just you want to know why right like you want it you want that closure you you're constantly thinking about it you want to know what happened you want to know um, why did this happen? What were you thinking when this happened, etc.? Would you have ever like stayed with me? And for a parent to be like, Nah, I don't want you, but I want your older sister. Like, I'm going to keep your older sister, but I'm not going to keep you. Like, I have so much respect and and I'm so inspired by Kim and how she was able to kind of just let that go. Like she mentioned. Um, accepting it and just letting it go because I know for me like I would hold on to that like crazy and the fact that she's still able to have a relationship with her sister her older sister who stayed with her mom like that's wild to me um that was just that was an incredible story and she makes a good point about letting like letting things go because at the end of the day if you're just gonna hold on to that grudge and you're gonna hold on to that thing or you're gonna hold on to the thing that you're gonna hold on to the the piece or the thing that someone wronged you with like your life's going to be hell, literally, like, you're just going to go through life always thinking about it and always having it affect you, whereas Kim was able to, she has her her children and her babies and, like, um, build her own life outside of that, and so, like, I'm very proud of her for that and very honored that she shared her story with us because I think that's phenomenal. Um, I know for for a Valentine's Day episode, wasn't the most loving story, but, um, I think it was really important, and I'm, I'm really glad that she was able to share that with us and give us a glimpse into what it looks like to let go, right? So it's a lesson that I think everybody can learn from. I wish, like, I could do that better because <laughs> I'm not very good at it. But, um, yeah, I just, even still thinking about it, I remember, like, right after um, I was texting my friend about this, this interview with Kim and I was like my heart literally broke for her and my friend was like oh my god like I can't even imagine like I I like I'm crying and I'm like I know like <laughs> and you didn't even hear the episode li- yet like but um like you didn't even hear the conversation yet and it's just when you hear it you're just like god I don't even have words oh my god so we're just going to sit on this one we are, I hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day with your loved ones or by yourself or your dog Or if not, I hope you get like I said earlier, lots of discounted chocolate tomorrow. So enjoy that, and hopefully all of you can just let go of something. Ooh, this is what I want you guys to do. I want you to write down something that you want to let go of, throw it in a balloon, blow the balloon up, and literally let it go in the air. I would love that. If somebody, if people, somebody, if you guys do that, take a picture. Tell me, you don't have to tell me what you're letting go of. Yeah, that's If that's private to you, that's private to you. But literally, like, roll it up. Almost like a message in a bottle sort of thing, right? But roll it up, put it in a balloon, blow the balloon up, and let the balloon go. And just let it go. And that's what I want you guys to do. That's what I want you guys to do this week. That's your that's your mission. <laughs> I'm going to try to do that, too, actually. I feel like that's that could be a really good, like, symbolism kind of thing. But anyway, enough of my ranting. Enjoy. I hope you enjoyed the story, and um, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. (laughs) See you all next week.